On today's show, we are taking a look at that Toy Story 4 trailer, discussing all things James Gunn in the news this past week, and we break down everything you need to know and give you our thoughts on the Fox-Disney merger. It's all happening right now. This is Cinemaxic. And welcome back, uh, Cinemaxic listeners, to what is episode... 17. Seven, no, it's episode 18. We already did 17. This is episode 18. Oh, shit. Nope, yep, this is episode 18. Nope. What is episode 18? <laughs> one of those episodes. One of them. Episode 18 of the Cinemaxic podcast. We are glad to have you here with us. As always, my name is Max, at Max Fozzie, and I will be your gracious libatious host for this evening or this morning or this afternoon whenever you choose to play this podcast because i keep forgetting we aren't on the radio and this could be played at any time am i right tim uh we prefer they play it the day it's released i only listen to this podcast at three o'clock in the morning during the witching hour yes yes because there's nothing else to do at that time exactly right but try and summon demons tim is back, folks. Tim is back, and he's been here. So why would he not be here? His name is Tim Reichmith, and he is at Timtrist, and he is co-hosting this podcast with me today. Tim, you're back in that chair again, that's for sure. I am back indeed. You know, it's been it's been a while. It's been seven days. It has. It felt like it's been ages. It, it feels like eternity. It has. We had to delay the recording of this podcast. It's some it, some uh, personal things. I tell you but, what, I've uh, I've listened to our last episode. Multiple times. It's great. Wishing that we could make another one, and here we are. And we're back. Now, without us is either Chuck nor Tanner. Tanner has left the building for the night, uh, had some things come up, so he wasn't going to be able to make it today. So you're going to have to do it without the dulcet tones of Tanner's soft, smooth, mustachioed voice. And uh, Tim and I are just going to take this thing on ourselves. And you know what? We're going to do just fine because um i mean i'm feeling pretty good i feel fine i think you know what tanner i hope you're listening i think we do better without you you know what i'm just kidding yeah i miss tanner no i 100 percent believe that we do much better we were just so much so much better with without it's like we finish each I other's miss i miss him so much <laughs> I wish Chuck could have came on today, too, but, you know, we don't have either one of them, so we're going to make do with just the two of us. And we're going to knock this out. This is going to be the best episode ever. I tell you what, we're going to dive in harder than we've ever dove before, so why not? Hopefully, it's the deep end. The very deep end, and you know what's deep this week? I'll tell you. A lot. A lot, that is, in the news. <laughs> So in the news this week, we're just going to go right into this because we have a lot to talk about. There's quite a lot of headlines. First and foremost, we're going to have to talk about what is maybe, eh, probably, the biggest movie of the year. The Avengers trailer dropped this week, and they did not give away much. They uh, they kept it very mysterious, as they know, are known to do. They 
did. It's very Schindler, Schindler, ha, Schindler's List vibe. Yeah, with the black and white scenes from the past and everything. But that is interesting. If you if you notice, so in Schindler's List, the girl in the red coat. Uh huh. The only color in the movie is red. In Avengers, during those black and white scenes, the only color is also red. And then at the end, you see the red coat, not attached to the girl. And at that point, you know the girl's passed away. Spoiler. Could potentially be any color that is, or any character that is seen in black and white that has red is one of those characters that's going to unfortunately perish at the end of the movie. If Avengers Endgame referenced Schindler's List in any way on purpose, I will give you my salary. All right. Let's shake on it. There you go. I. Do you really think they reference Schindler's List in this? It's just a trailer. I feel like that's pretty deep. I mean, I can't think of any other movies or, I guess, pop culture where you have the black and white with an emphasis on the color red being the only thing seen. I don't know. Be curious to see what the listeners think. Interesting. Well, it's a good take. That's an interesting take, and uh, I'm interested to follow up on this further Uh, because I'm assuming that's a popular rumor. Or something? Or did you just come up with that yourself? Uh, I just came up with it myself. Wow. Actually, when I was watching it, I came up with it, but yes. Wow. Oh, well, that's actually very interesting. I don't think anyone else has got that. Very curious. That could be... Now that you mention that, that might make a little bit of sense. And that's something I would look into. But the trailer was great. Yeah. It was great. No. Didn't give away anything. Uh, it definitely has a very serious tone. Um, it... Uh, I, I would say the only thing it gave away is that Tony does get back on earth some people think that's a bamboozle some people think just because okay so the last time that shot was seen shown there was like a blank space between the characters and a lot of people wondered okay is is disney photoshopping someone out who's supposed to be there because they do not it looks like there's a huge gap between these people yeah and then it turns out that it was tony and nebula but some people are thinking that's a bamboozle as well and that tony and nebula actually aren't there when they when they're getting ready to go back in time mm-hmm. um which I think is interesting. I think is very interesting. So I agree. They could be bamboozling us. It, you know? it is similar to uh, the Infinity War trailer where they had the Hulk scene in the Battle of Wakanda, but then never appears during that battle in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something else that I noticed was that, that was interesting is it showed every the, everyone walking, you know, in the new suits, but it did not show Bruce Banner or the Hulk during that scene. So. I think they're hiding additional things. I know there's a lot of rumors out that he, Bruce actually merges with the Hulk. And I think it's called like the Professor, Professor Hulk, where it's the mind of Bruce Banner and the body of the Hulk. Interesting. So they're thinking that's going to happen. That's, that's another rumor. Hmm. That'd be a very interesting thing. I don't know if that'd be super goofy or not, but again, it's a giant right. throbbing green dude. So at mm-hmm. some point, some throbbing dudes are going to have... There's going to be a lot of throbbing, that's for sure. (laughs) There's a lot of throbbing men in this trailer, let me tell you. But all it did was heighten my excitement for this movie even more. I love Marvel movies so much more when they take themselves seriously and don't try and joke around so much. Right. I think Endgame, or I think uh, Infinity War did a pretty good job of that. 
There was definitely yeah. some funny bits in there. It was a reasonable combination, though. Yeah, there was definitely funny bits, but I didn't feel like it was beating me over the head with jokes, which I can find with a lot of Marvel movies. So uh, Endgame has me quite excited to see the culmination of this. Um, so, yeah, guys, it's it looks like it's going to be good. It's out April 24th. So it's going to be a great, uh, a, a great, a great movie. No doubt about it. Hey, Tanner. There he is. I see him over there. Uh, what a guy. He's, he's back. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's joining us, but he's, he's here, but he might not be here. Moving on. Uh, a little, uh, little info dropped on Sherlock Holmes three with Jude Law and, uh, <clears throat> and, uh, Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. A little thing called uh oh 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 ladies and gentlemen oh making an appearance he's actually he's made it the boy is joining in oh my my fucking legs <laughs> why are your legs sore Tanner? I went running oh. I'm not a runner oh whoa well there you have it how far did you run <laughs> it's I'm so shocked to see you Two here. Miles? Two I thought, miles. I thought for sure you wouldn't make it, so I'm so excited to have you back. I always make it. You always. In the end, he's always here. And welcome back. I'm here to make it with you. That's damn Ooh. right. I don't think I've been this happy since watching Christopher Robin. I, I thought Tim and I were just going to have to hang a single. Uh, we're going to have to. Message? I did. It's very good. I enjoyed it a lot. It's a very good movie. I thought Tim and I were just going to have to double team this thing. So it's good to have you back in here. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to triple There's always team room it. for one more. <laughs> That's what they always say. Anyways, Sherlock Holmes 3, expected to take place in Old West era San Francisco. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, I kind of still, I mean, I kind of like the Britain, the whole Great Britain thing. But if it has to take place somewhere in America and a in the past... I think uh, Old West San Francisco is a cool, cool place to see it. I love these yep. characters; they have great chemistry uh, between them. Um, I think they'll do. It would be. It's going to be a great, a great thing to see them in in San Francisco in the Old West and see how they get by. It's it's awesome, and I, I very much, very much love these movies. I think this uh, trilogy is well overdue for completion. No, I agree. It, it has been a while. Uh, I mean, the TV show is fantastic as well, but. Uh, I, I like the the way Robert Downey Jr. portrays the character, and him and Jude Law feed off each other very well. Um, and the cinematography cinematography is pretty good too, because uh, in the Game of Shadows, that one scene that I love is when the, the they're forest. running through the forest, yeah, and everything's moving besides the character, which was really cool because I haven't seen that in any other movie before. Yeah. And everyone loves those scenes where, like, Robert Downey Jr., Sherlock Holmes, breaks down the fight. And he's like, uppercut, left jaw, jab, up and up, dip, duck, right angle, 24, mid-punch, light power. I'm just going to reenact the whole scene. Tanner, do you like these movies? <laughs> yeah, I like them a lot. Um, I, I've seen, I've only seen the first one once, and that was in theaters. Mm-hmm. I've seen the second one a couple times. Yeah. Um, I like Guy Ritchie films generally so you're excited for aladdin i'm not excited for aladdin (laughs) he's been on a bit of a bad streak with king arthur um which you know i hear king arthur was actually a good time people it's not it's not it's not (laughs) oh never mind did you see warcraft uh i tried to see Warcraft. you know how people hated warcraft Mm -hmm. king arthur is like it makes warcraft look like wait guy Ritchie didn't do warcraft 
No, oh. but I'm saying oh, okay. in terms of weird fantasy movies, it, it makes Warcraft look like fucking Which it, Citizen Kane or it something. Always, it, it bummed me out because it had a, it had a, a dope tagline and i can't think of what that is but i'm gonna let you keep talking which movie king arthur probably like oi governor that's i think that's what it was i think that's what it was uh um so i actually really like charlie hunnam too i think he's a badass uh, in terms of a lead actor but apparently people like to trash his acting there's um pretty popular british film critic mark kermode Mm -hmm. i don't know if you know who that is Mm mm-hmm I think he called him Charlie Humdrum, so that's all I can think of. Charlie Humdrum, <laughs> which is I like that little dry British sass. Do you, Do you ever see him in the Lost City of Z? Of Zed, he was good in that. That was the most boring movie. I heard it was great. I but every time I almost watch it, I look at the runtime and I'm like, ooh. I, it's it's a, it's a long one, but it's a good yeah. movie. I like it a lot. I thought Charlie Hunnam was good. I did not like it. It's that. boring. Uh, it, the, the, <laughs> the, the slogan is, from nothing comes a king. And I just think that's kind of a badass mm. uh, slogan. From nothing comes a king. It sounds like Aquaman. But he doesn't come from nothing because he, he was born royal. King Arthur was? Yeah. No. King Arthur is the story of the boy who pulls the sword from the stone. Yeah, but he was always of royal heritage. Oh, I thought he was like a he was a little dweeb, a little a little street rat, and he pulled the sword from the rock, and people were like, "Oh my god, you must be the chosen king." Nope, I'm pretty sure that's how well. It was. He did it to like prove his right rightfulness. Let's see I what guess, the old but, Wikipedia uh, has to say. Anyways, let's not go too far into that. Let's talk about uh, that. Movie again, but yeah, I'm excited about Sherlock Holmes three. Why not? Uh, I'm excited for them to get back to get the band back together, and I've been wanting more Robert Downey Jr. roles that aren't Iron Man at this point. Of course, he doesn't need yep. to. He's got so much money in the bank that he's he's set for many many lifetimes. But yep. I've been excited to see more Robert Downey Jr. that isn't just a yeah Iron Man superhero. I agree. He's, a, he's he, such a talented actor. So. He really is. I, I mean, during the his peak years when it wasn't only Marvel. Tropic Thunder, uh, Sherlock Holmes, uh, and then I think he did The Judge, right? Mm-hmm. I heard that was really good. I haven't actually seen that, but uh, I mean a lot of a lot of quality movies. So uh, it'd be nice to see him start portraying a different character. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Moving on to the next story: uh, Transformers uh, Last Night sequel being developed. <laughs> I think that's all we really need to say about that. Tell us how you really feel. I hate it. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, I, I saw a comment that the producer says the Bumblebee sequel is going to have a lot, a little bit more uh, Bayism to it. I'm like, are you guys like super thick? Are you like super dumb? The the best movie you've ever put out in the Transformers franchise that got incredible reviews that I have not seen yet. Uh, did just fine. It was very good. It's my favorite the, Transformers. Yeah, and then they're just like, oh, you know what this needs? This needs more of the guy who made five, four, I'll say the first one's enjoyable, four terrible Transformers movies. Mm-hmm. And none of them, not a single one of Michael Bay's Transformers movies was fresh. Not a single one of them. So, it, it, why do you want to mix in something that got critically panned time and time again. I don't get it. I hate that. And Transformers Last Night is awful. 
It was terrible. I got like 30 minutes into it and I had to stop because I kept falling asleep because it's garbage. It's hot trash. The Transformers franchise is garbage as long as this guy is a producer for it. If he keeps interfering, they had it going in the right direction with Bumblebee. Go with some of the old school designs. Yeah. You know, get this universe going on more story-based characters, uh, a more more story-based driven movies and, and characters that actually matter and stop with like the explosions and shit that people don't care about anymore that you can see in any action movie. And yeah, it's just super frustrating. That was that was one of my biggest disappointments when I saw the the headline was that they I, I thought Bumblebee was going to be a reboot. They're just going to completely reboot the entire Transformers franchise, make it more of like the '80s cartoons, um, but then go along the same template where you know instead of it just being big explosions, it's going to focus more on you know characters who can actually act and not just on the like oh you know here's some slow motion pictures of megan fox running with uh explosions in the background Mm -hmm. but the fact that they're going to be leaning towards you know making a sequel to the the last night i'm not i'm not very excited about that yeah it just whatever i could care less about this anymore um about this franchise really i am excited to see uh more bumblebees type stuff because that seems good but anyways um coming out in the box office this week uh a couple couple big ones well not necessarily big ones one of them is probably massive the other one i don't know but i've heard good things us is hitting hmm. the theaters this mm-hmm. weekend that's uh, okay yeah no nope, i was trying to think because i'm going out of town this weekend mm-hmm. I was trying to remember because I knew there was a movie coming out that I was going to miss because of that. Where are you going? It's us, Colorado. Oh, oh, see Brandon? Visit, visit my good buddy, Brandon. Oh, Brandon. Haven't you got to do some rock climbing? You boys going to scatter up uh, some rocks? Probably not. We're going to spend a couple nights in Denver exploring the city and uh, Getting high. go to the... No. Go to the hot springs. Gonna get high with me and my friends. Right, Tanner? Huh? I don't like weed. Oh. No, that's all right. But it's okay if you do. Mm, I, I don't. don't. I don't. I have no strong feelings towards it one way or the other. Oh, that's that's the way to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. That's how I feel about most things. Um, unless it's. Anyways, decent. yeah, I won't get to see us this weekend or because the last of that. I be so, mm, <laughs> gonna fuck you up. You wanna, <laughs> Max went on a rage this past week. Apparently, let's, okay. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Let's let's not. Please, please don't. Don't dangle that meat in front of me. <laughs> He's just got to chomp down on that meat. <laughs> just, uh, apparently, just let it happen. Apparently, Cruel Intentions is getting to re-release this week, according to Rotten Tomatoes. No idea why, but apparently that's happening. And Dragged Across Concrete. Yes. I've heard very good things about this. It's got Mel Gibson. It's got uh, Vince Vaughn. It's got... Uh, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's got those two guys who are who are going to be leading this. And you had me at Vince Vaughn. Police partners descend into the criminal underworld after they sus- are suspended for assaulting a suspect on video. So, um, yeah, you know, I like Vince Vaughn just fine. Uh, I have no strong feelings about Mel Gibson, I guess. Uh, but apparently it's getting good reviews and uh, people are pretty excited about it. So, um this is the next S. Craig Zaylor movie who did Bone Tomahawk in Brawl Cell Block 99. Oh, shit. So really? we're in for a oh, weird, gnarly time. Gruesome, brutal, rough. Okay. Um, Kind of related news, though. 
going to get into it for just a second, boys. I'm going to interrupt what you had going. Um, mm-hmm. There is an S. Craig Zaylor script that is being produced. He's not directing it, but it's called The Brigands of Battle Creek, I think. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a violent Western, you know, believe it or not, mm-hmm. directed by Park Chan-wook, who did the original Korean Old Boy, as well as uh, The Handmaid. Mm-hmm. Um, I've brought him up on the podcast before. Very cool director, so I'm excited for that film. Okay. Yeah, that's it. It's good. Good good stuff. That was news. That was news this week. Yeah, that's like news. That. What is it? What is the movie called again? The Brigands of Battle Creek, I think. Which wasn't Battle Creek a Halo map? Beaver Creek. No, but it, in one of the games, it was called Battle Creek yeah. because they changed the names sometimes. Yeah. God, that makes me miss Halo. Like, I need to play Halo tonight. Yeah. I haven't played Halo in ages. Yeah. Halo Reach is getting added to the Master Chief collection. Yes, it is. Uh, I've haven't played Halo. I've been playing a lot of Apex, but I've been like Apex makes me thirsty to play like an, a really good like team player shooter, and I need to get back in Halo. You know what? I think. After Halo 2, Reach was the best. Multiplayer. <sighs> best multiplayer. Tough to say. I had a lot of time playing. Yeah, multiplayer. Yeah, I would custom games. Halo 3 all the way, though. Really? Oh, man. Because I had so much fun. I mean, Reach, by the time Reach came out, a lot of my Halo buddies uh, had stopped playing. Because when did that come out? That came out like when we were juniors in high school. So it was like I only had like three people who were playing Halo Reach with me, I think. Yeah. Um, but, man, Halo... Uh, Halo 3 had the best custom games. It was crazy. It was so much fun. But yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, and uh, really the biggest headliner of this next of this week is us. And you need to go see that movie. I think someone said it best on Twitter. I think we are in the midst of seeing like the next Alfred Hitchcock come to life here with Jordan Peele. The guy is, uh, he has obviously amazing ideas. And I think what's crazy about it is he was so close, so close to not even trying. So close to not even trying to do this. He had he he talked about how he had all these ideas, especially the one for uh, for um, what's the first hit? His first hit, Keanu. What? No. For the, the... oh, get out. Yes. <laughs> not You've the seen cat Keanu. Movie. I, yeah. Does he direct I forgot that? Him. I, don't I, don't I don't think he did. It. I think he just stars thought, in it. I thought it was him in. Uh, That's actually a good movie Keegan too. Michael Key. But uh, get out. He had this idea, and he's like, I just don't think these movies could get made. And now he's like on his second huge hit movie that looks awesome. So super excited for that. Be sure to go see us. Um, more in movie news, something that's pretty big for uh, anyone who follows the uh, composing of films. Hans Zimmer has been announced as the Doom composer, uh, which so everyone who has ever lived is going to have some role in Dune. And uh, they also, I mean, it, the, I mean, the guy... Villeneuve is pulling, I mean, he's pulling no punches. He's bringing on everyone. He's got action stars. He's got up-and-coming stars. He's got classic Hollywood stars. He's got one of the greatest composers of all time. He's just, he is going all in on this thing. This is like mm-hmm. one of the most stacked productions I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, it's it's nuts. It's I mean, And people want to be a part of it, too. Like, they have to be reaching out and say, hey, is there a part for me in this? Because... I mean, Villeneuve is respectable, very respectable, but I, I is he, like, super respectable enough to just, like, handpick any single person he wants to come on? Hell yeah, dude. So? 
After Blade Runner 2049? Yes. Well, that wasn't, I mean, that was great critically, but it didn't blow up. So you just wonder. Doesn't matter. No, it's a great movie. No doubt about it. I'm just, I I just like, you know. Anyone with a brain in the business is going to want to work with Denis Villeneuve I mean, what he's doing right now is like. He's getting a Dune remake. Yeah. No one. Yeah. No one else would have gone for that. I'm just super excited because he's like, he he's, and I've said this before on a previous podcast, he's called it a Star Wars for adults, which again, I well, disagree uh, that Star Wars can't yeah. be for adults. It's a it's, stupid it's, comment. It's for everyone. But just the idea that he's like, I want to go like with a Star Wars idea and I want this to be like this epic, sprawling sci-fi fantasy, um, which I think Dune is actually more sci-fi than it is fantasy. I don't know. And on the books. It's weird. But uh, he's he's going all in on this thing. He's bringing in a ton of familiar faces, and I, from my perspective too, he's not just doing one movie. He's interested in making this like a trilogy or something. But you know, for me, anytime anyone picks up a property and has so much passion about it, Villeneuve has talked about doing a Dune remake for Dune remake for years. Um, and now that he, I mean, now that he's actually getting it, is it shooting soon? Soon, soon. It's still casting. It's slated for a 2020 release. I think they're going to start filming in the summer. Okay. Wow, that's a quick turnaround. Huh. I wonder how like epic the CGI and stuff's going to be. If they're going to go like giant a lot full Star Wars on it. Yeah. There's giant sandworms in it. Mm, I love giant sandworms. Do you, oh, what do you I'm think? So is, he, is he going to try and is he going to try and keep it like very grounded, or is he? Do you think he's going to try and go for some action fun with it, or is he going to try and go Blade Runner? very serious story very serious like acting or is you think he's gonna try and do like a blend of that with like maybe a star wars type um, action adventure tone i don't think it's gonna be light-hearted i think it's gonna be more action heavy than yeah. uh, blade runner was because there are some big kind of battle sequences in the story yeah um of course if he's just adapting the first half of the first book for this film i don't know i haven't read the book I just saw the uh, David Lynch film, mm-hmm. um, which is probably pretty different from the source material. I don't know. It I is. think it is. It's incredibly different. I think it's going to be more action heavy, but also very you know character yeah. drama. Yeah, I mean, um, if you look kind at of political past works, scheming yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I think he's probably just going to go right in line with it. And I mean, now that he has Hans Zimmer who's going to be composing an incredible, incredible soundtrack. There's no doubt about it. It's going to be, I if, if, I mean, if you need a list of Hans Zimmer's greatest hits, I mean, just go watch a Christopher Nolan movie and just watch every single time. It's just like the powerful, overbearing bass lines that are just like, they run deep through your soul. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so incredible. you know how at the end of the year, Spotify released the most listened to artists uh-huh. from your Spotify account? Hans Zimmer was mine. Number one, yeah. number one, yeah. 20, 28 hours. He's he is he's money. He's money. Um, uh, another big thing in movie news too. Uh, John David Washington cast as the lead in Christopher Nolan's next movie. Couldn't be more excited for. Bravo, it. Nolan. Yeah, I I, I couldn't I'm be so more happy. excited. Uh, I loved him in Black Klansman, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. It's it's really I cannot wait to see that. And uh, anything Christopher Nolan does. I'm super excited for, um, and I'm very excited for this movie because I, I might be in the minority for this. I thought Dunkirk was an incredibly well-made movie. Or, I, mm-hmm. mean, you, I think it was a great movie, but I'm never probably ever going to watch that movie again. You know what? I The more I watch it, the more I enjoy that movie. It's not like his other works. I just... But I, it's, I, 
for me incredible right and uh, like i said like i mean seriously it's a great movie extremely well made best in the business i just don't i just didn't i just don't feel the need to ever watch it again because there's, there's no dialogue there's, there's a lack of character of character arcs yeah. of i mean which and i think the, real like narrative i mean to be fair i think yeah. that's i think that's kind of what he was going for though because he's like right. sure. this is taking place from the everyday every man um, like any any guy is in the, like anyone is in this. So there is no arc for these people. These are the people that what they went through, and these people died. People, tons of people who are that that no one even remembers, and that's why I think he was. I think he was. That's what he was attempting to do is just show the random randomness of like you know what yeah. war can be. I think he, I think he accomplished exactly what he set out to do with that film. Oh yeah, yeah. I just. The first time I should have seen it in theaters, I feel like it would have had a bigger impact. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I picked it up one day at Target on Blu-ray. It was like on crazy sale. It was like for like four bucks or wow. something. Yeah. I was like, "Well, I can't not buy it." Yeah. Um, and then I watched it, and then my dad immediately wanted to watch it the next day. So I watched it twice in a very short period of time, mm-hmm. and that kind of killed it for me a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, There's. It's, it was really funny, too, because when Harry Styles was cast in that movie, I'm like, wow, I wonder what he's going to... What, what I mean, it's going to be cool to see his acting chops. And he's good in the movie, but like he has like five, six lines. <laughs> so just, Christopher you know. Nolan had no idea who he was when he cast him in the movie. I could see I've that. I've heard that. I, I could yeah. believe yeah. that, too, because like, I don't find Christopher Nolan to be a guy who pays attention to pop music. He's not all. a One Direction fan. Yeah, I, I, I guess not. And even if he was, he's probably heard of One Direction. He probably doesn't give a shit enough to look up who the band members are. Yeah. So that's interesting. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so so John David Washington being cast, uh, he's a phenomenal actor. I, again, I loved him Black Klansman, and I can't wait to see what Christopher Nolan does. This is going to be a more narrative-based and more character-based movie, and it's going to be going back to the roots of what we saw like with Inception and the Dark Knight trilogy and... Uh, um, the the because um, the prestige and uh, interstellar all that stuff we're getting we're getting back into the roots of that he's gonna be going kind of this crazy story again kind of the the whole is it a twist is it not type of thing and I, I that's what I love Christopher Nolan's stuff for Durin Kirk was his most grounded work ever and this is definitely uh, that twist that you the, yeah. the movie with that epic kind of they said it was going to be like a combination of Inception and then some other movie. Um, Inception um, and a, like wasn't it a, like Apocalypse Now or something like that? Um, no, something about um, like going across America. Oh, uh, North by Northwest. That's it, North by yeah, Northwest. Yeah, yeah. But it's a spy. It's like a spy. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a combination of that. So it's gonna be like a spy thriller with a Inception vibe, Inception Ooh. twist type of thing. So I can't wait. Very, very excited about that. I wish there was. I wish he would do an Inception sequel. Honestly, not even with the same characters. I just love that concept so much that I want to see more of it. And I know we will never see that. So but I just wish he mm, would. Yeah. I imagine we'll talk about this more when we do our Nolan deep dive. Um, I will go see it, but it's weird. It's like Nolan's probably the best working director that I am the least excited about. Really? Yeah. Oh, every time he's, every time he puts something out, I'm which excited. I I I totally realize that I'm in the minority there, and like yeah. I'm not shitting on Nolan at all. But 
I just there hasn't been one movie I haven't I haven't liked from him. I think after mm-hmm. Inception, I just kind of fell off. Like I, mean, I liked Inception, yeah. did not like The Dark Knight Rises at all, and um, Interstellar did nothing for me. But we'll get in that. Later. Yeah, well, that just yeah. I, I mean, there's I, you know, just from his list of movies, I didn't really care that much for Memento. It was definitely a very art house film, but I thought it was pretty good, and we'll go into that more. I loved Inception. I loved the entire Dark Knight trilogy, even though Dark Knight Rises definitely has its problems. Um, I have, I still find a ton of enjoyment out of watching it, even though it does have its problems. It's I, I do enjoy the movie. Um, Interstellar, I didn't really care for, and Dunkirk, I thought was okay in terms of how much I enjoyed it. Um, I'm one of the very few who who thinks Interstellar is just okay. I I, I I'm not the biggest fan of that movie, but. Anyways, I'm sure John David Washington's going to kill it, and I can't wait to get more details on that. So, a new Toy Story 4 trailer dropped today. Did you get a chance to watch it? Dan? Watched it. I'm super... There's something... I don't know what it is. There's something about this movie that just feels off. It rubs me the wrong way. It just feels off like it shouldn't be here. It's Toy like, Story 3 was just such a perfect conclusion. ending to everything. It's so and This weird. is just like... I, just, I, I feel like this... I mean, it's the same with The Incredibles too. Like, it's just... This is just for money. Like I'm getting I'm getting a like this is a spin-off Toy Story movie vibe. Like it's one of those 30-minute specials that you can catch like they're like yeah. where they do like the Halloween or Christmas episode type of thing. For some reason it just doesn't feel like I don't know, man. It just it, it I think it's just cuz it's like we had that perfect ending. You're right. And I don't know. I I can't really put my finger on it. It just something doesn't feel right to me. Um, not to say the trailer was bad. I mean, the trailer definitely was interesting. I, it's definitely got my piqued my interest. I kind of like just the whole um the spork toy yeah. and how he's like having this existential crisis. <laughs> I think that's really funny. Although yeah. that character seemed inconsistent throughout the trailer. Like yeah. in one sequence, like he's freaking out and like wants to die, and then mm-hmm. the next, like he's you know, giving Woody like a pat on the back or something. So, I mean, there's probably going to be a character arc. Probably there. have to watch the movie. But, um, and then Bo Peep is back. Mm-hmm. And then, which just made me think, oh, yeah, I forgot she wasn't in Toy Story 3 she or wasn't. 2. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. She wasn't in, she was, well, she, she was in 2. She wasn't in she 3. She wasn't in 3. Yeah. Which, that mm-hmm. was like a nice little quiet moment. For whatever reason, they chose not to include her. You know, it's like Rex or someone kind of mentions her that mm-hmm. she's not there anymore. And, you know, Woody gets all sad. Yeah. And it's like, was that? But it was kind of like a great little, like, you know, mm-hmm. time passes and yeah. even the toys experience loss. Yeah. But now Bo Peep's back, although I don't think it's the same Bo Peep. It's the same Bo Peep, but I it's don't a totally think it's different the voice same actors. Bo Peep. I don't think so. I think she's going to be the surprise, the standard fucking Pixar villain that you think is a buddy but then turns out is the bad guy all along it's bo peeps going to be the villain of toy oh story my 4 God. i'll be damned they do this every fucking time holy shit it's bo i didn't Peep. see that coming yeah 100 percent. maybe that's why uh wow. tom hanks cries bo peep kills woody or breaks his heart woody has to snap bo peeps <laughs> oh <God>. yeah <laughs> but she's porcelain right so he just rips her whole head off yeah yeah <laughs> Jesus. And then shatters you made it. Made me do this. Shatters it with his boot. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I just, I just nearly destroyed oh. the whole production. <laughs> oh, oh man, but yeah, that's that's a very interesting point. There's not a villain in this entire movie in that trailer. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Uh, is the the porcelain doll girls in that weird haunted? That was actually kind of funny. Yeah, all the slappy, the yeah, dummies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is Bugs Life the only Pixar film where the clear villain is the constant villain throughout the whole thing? Hmm. Because in Toy Story, Um, it was just Woody versus Buzz. Sid Um, Sid was the villain. Sid, but I don't count that. He's more of like just an incidental. I mean, in Up, Gravity was the villain the entire movie. That's true. And Time. I can't think. I can't think of that. I'm trying it's, to think. I swear they do let's, every time. Let's name some Pixar movies. Damn it! If it isn't a good twist, In- every The Incredibles, time. <laughs> uh, Syndrome. Yeah, that was kind of. I mean, he never really. Monster Zeke, Randall. Randall was obviously antagonistic, but it was also. Um, well, actually, there was no, the whole conspiracy, no, it the, right? It was, it was, the, it was, boss, actually, it was the, the boss, boss the, Water Noose. Yeah, or he was the yeah. true. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cars. They, didn't have a villain because Cars is fucking boring and Cars One is okay. It's their worst worst films. Cars One is okay. I've never seen Cars Two. Never seen Cars Three. Who was the villain in um, Inside Out? Was there a villain? Feelings. I, I've never seen Inside Out. There wasn't. A I villain. didn't see the Good Dinosaur either. There wasn't. A, there wasn't a villain in Inside Out. Did anyone yeah. see the Good Dinosaur? No. Mm-hmm. But my dad, uh, who watches that with my my uh, nieces and nephews, said it's actually pretty good. Oh. I'll have to watch that. That was one of those kind of came in. Well, it's weird for a Pixar story. film to come and go. Well, when they do that, they're yeah. like, eh, this isn't our best. Yeah. <laughs> and they just like push it. Because The Good Dinosaur went right up against like a, another Pixar movie that year, I believe. It was like right up against it. And it kind of came and went. Wasn't wasn't the first Toy Story, the villain, the entire time was Sid? There wasn't really a villain. No. Sid really it wasn't was, a villain. It was really just oh, Woody versus Buzz. I mean, he's a villain, but it wasn't no, like... We talked about villain. this. He's just like an incidental like obstacle kind of thing. Mm. Well, anyways, Toy Story 4... He's the doomsday of... Can we just talk Toy about, Story, by the way, how... You, will. you shouldn't Toy- even put... You shouldn't even make that comparison. Can we talk about the so visuals, though? How far... I mean, Toy Story 4 looks freaking beautiful, though. My gosh, that circus sure. looks amazing. Also, someone commented on Reddit... On Reddit with the, uh, when they saw the, uh, what was it? When they saw uh, Andy in the trailer. Like they recast him. <laughs> like, he's like, I swear to God, if it wasn't just CGI, I would have thought they recasted Andy. Yeah. yeah. Because the, <laughs> Andy in the trailer looks so much different from Andy from Toy Story. Well, maybe because he he's holding, like an idiot he's anymore, holding but. Jesse in that. So it, it's probably older. Toy Story 2 or yeah. later, Andy, but it's, he still does look different. But yeah. also, he looked like shit back in the day. Like oh, yeah. those early Pixar films, even the first Incredibles, there's some shots in that that look like they were made on a PlayStation One. Or I'm something. wondering if they'll ever, if they'll ever mm-hmm. uh, do like a Toy Story remastered type of thing, like they do with video games. <laughs> I'm wondering if they're gonna do that at some point. I, I there's a, there's they a, pro- oh, they will because they're gonna have make. They a lot ever of money. done that with a film? Well, they haven't, but it's untapped potential. Did you see they're doing a CG remake of Mewtwo Strikes Back? Yes, I but did. like it looks like crappy video game. Oh yeah, it looks awful. Cutscene grab. Uh, I don't get the point. Not yeah. that I have any strong connection to that film at all, but I hear they're making a live action Toy Story now. Yeah, I'm just that's joking. yeah. 
<laughs> once Disney's done yes. with their classic animated films, we'll start remaking the Pixar, the ones. Pixar ones. Yeah. The, the whole purpose we moved on from the 2D oh, graphics. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it's actually a fun fact, guys. If you go watch Toy Story again and you look at Andy's party, every single one of his guests at that party is, is Andy. Andy. Yeah, it's I Andy saw that. with different headwear on <laughs> because they couldn't get the hair to change. So like they made each guy either face away from the camera or wear a hat, and Andy was the one who stood out with a cowboy hat. But they all are identical. They all look exactly the same. It's so funny. Did you also know that when their eyes blink, they don't blink at the same time? No. So one eye will always close before the other. So there's like this offset kind of delay so between strange. the two. Yeah. They could got, not like, get... Strangely they, demonic. They could not, for whatever reason, I guess, with whatever... I don't know Technology. if they're running some simulation to do blinking because that would be a pain in the ass to animate, I guess. So whatever thing they were using to do that, they could not get both <laughs> eyes to blink at the same time. Also, Andy's mom. You cannot unsee it. Yeah, and also Andy's mom and every girl has their hair up in like a ponytail because they could not animate hair to save their lives. Oh, yeah. So they're like, eh, we're going to have to put her hair up in a ponytail because like, if I have to try and animate this, we will all die. Well, I mean, Toy Story was one of the first if Jeez. not the first fully CG film. Pretty sure it was the first. Yeah. That was so, the breakthrough one. Yeah. We've come a long way. We really have. It's because it's the crazy. Is oh, yeah. In our lifetimes. Yeah. yeah. The animation is amazing. We're very lucky. And finally, in the In the News uh, segment here, we have one last thing because we have to have something in DC. Batman is set in the 1990s. That is the rumor. So we're going to be getting uh, Batfleck, who obviously is no longer Ben Affleck, but what is supposedly the exact same Batman just in the past and the 90s, which would be about 25 years ago. So we should be countering about a 25, 23-year-old Batman. Do you think he's going to crash into a blockbuster? <laughs> we can only hope. I hope they go just, yeah, go straight up 90s with it. All 90s references. I want him to play with one of those, like... It's a young Jim Gordon that drives him around. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And he's got the CG, you and know, young face. Before the mustache. Batman has, a, yeah. Batman has a, a has a Nerf water blaster on him. It's just like he has all black and then just a turquoise blue super, super soaker, soaker <laughs> on him at all times. Just go straight up. You're going 90s with it. Just go all in on the 90s. I want Reebok pumps on Batman. Everything. Just it's got some Jenko jeans. That. I don't have any. I have no comments on this. That's just interesting. That's the rumor. Batman's yeah. apparently said in the 1990s. Whatever. I'm still excited for it. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's pretty interesting. That's going to do it for our in the news segment. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, no, it's not. We're actually going to put this as the in the news segment as well. What? Um, I want to I want to talk a little bit about James Gunn. Mm. James Gunn has been in the news a lot this past week for various different things. He Let me just explain for those who are trying back. to get caught up. James Gunn is the uh, director and uh, slash like co-writer of Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 uh, that went on to have massive, rabid success from fans and critics and box office alike, who was, of course, dismissed from Guardians of the Galaxy 3 famously after some old tweets resurfaced where he was being some weird kind of jokester that just is super, super strange. You, you have uh, a Costanza what are you doing wallet. There? My God, dude. How do you, do you sit wow. on this? Wow, I am really proud that you made a Seinfeld reference there. That is unbelievable. That yeah. is like the it, uh, thickness of a book. It, it doesn't feel good. I need a new wallet. 
uh, half these cards in here I don't even need. What even is this? Uh, that's some type of receipt. You want to know something really nasty? Can I pull one receipt out and, and see if you even remember what the receipt is? I, I think Let the me. ink is so worn you're not even going to be able to know. That's from uh, when I flew to uh, you have Charlotte. A ticket stub <laughs> yeah, it is Charlotte. Charlotte International Airport. That was for last your October. Uh, this was uh, when I was going back to Kansas City. Why do you keep these in your wallet? Uh, this is when I was going to Charleston. I, it's to remind me of all my trips that I've been on the past. Why don't you put these someplace in your home? Because I forget they're in my wallet. <laughs> you want to hear a really nasty story? So when the Royals won the World Series, I had a lucky rubber band. So I'm like, I'm going to keep this rubber band, and I put it in my wallet. What are we talking about? <laughs> Tanner's uh, been zoned out. Yeah, <laughs> look at it. Look at Tim's wallet. Look what he sits on. Look at the look at that thing. That's a fat mama. That's a she thick. She thick. So thick. Uh, but I had a lucky rubber band, so I put it in my wallet. Fast forward two years later, completely melted down. There is literally rubber band goo stuck in my entire wallet, and it is it is disgusting. That's what you get for having a lucky rubber band. Hey, Royals won the World Series. So James Gunn was famously dismissed from Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and now he has been reinstated by Disney as the director of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 uh, to much fanfare because I don't think anyone wanted to see a Guardians movie that wasn't directed by James Gunn. I think James Gunn also has a lot of friends and a lot of ties in the industry, so there wasn't many notable directors who were willing to take this project on, knowing that Disney wrongly fired him I mean, for making some stupid jokes eight some, years ago. Some people may say Disney jumped the gun. That's, And you know what? Because Dave Bautista stuck to his guns, he was able to get... James Gunn back on as Guardians of the Galaxy 3 director. So what does this mean for Guardians? I believe it is still delayed. It's still going to be a 2022 release, I believe, or production start date is what they're aiming for Mm -hmm. Um, because it was obviously shelved for the past eight months that James Gunn wasn't working on it. Has it been that long? It's probably not eight months. It's probably been five. It's probably Uh, No, it was back last June. Was it in June? June or July. So about really? seven to eight months. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's, time flies. So Damn. I know, right? Um, this year has just yeah. aged me. It's because we're having so much fun. Sure. This year, it's 2019. Oh, fuck. You're right. <laughs> the past three years have aged me. Oh, um, so James Gunn, obviously, is also directing The Suicide Squad uh, for DC. So it's kind of cool to see a guy cross barriers here and be like, the little rivalry between two comic book companies is stupid. And you should just enjoy, uh, you should just enjoy comic books for what they are and enjoy the characters. So it's cool to see a guy. He's like, hey, I'm gonna direct a DC movie, and I'm gonna direct a Marvel movie. So he's back, and they're going to let him finish up Suicide Squad with DC and get that completely directed and filmed and out in theaters. And then he's gonna go ahead and start production on Guardians. So, uh, big win-win, I think for me. Isn't I, isn't Dave Bautista gonna be in both of them as well? I don't know if Dave Bautista is going to be in both. I know he's going to be in... I think I, it's Bautista. Bautista? Dave no, Bautista? I think it's just Bautista. Not Bautista? I don't. I, I, I don't know. I have no answer for you on that, but Dave Bautista is definitely going to be in Guardians because now okay. that James Gunn's back, but um, I, I don't know. I think there was rumors that he was going to join Suicide Squad, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, so... A part of me... Oh, go ahead. Continue. I was just say, part of me is kind of nervous because I'm like... 
or obviously Guardians is such a massive property and so many people love that is now like is he like fine I'll finish up Suicide Squad 2 or if he's like is he super excited about doing Suicide Squad that's something that's kind of always made me nervous he he picked up Suicide Squad after he got fired from Guardians because he obviously wanted to keep making movies and maybe he wanted to stick it to Disney a little bit by doing the Suicide Squad but I'm I'm nervous I'm nervous that Suicide Squad the Suicide Squad won't get his full love and attention and and guardians is going to be in the back of his mind the can't be time. any worse than the first suicide squad that is true but that also makes me again nervous because i'd rather it be a good movie and not too shitty suicide well, squad movies so what i think's really interesting here is that it's going to be a reboot they've they've said mm-hmm. a complete reboot i saw that but but no you know, longer a sequel so i'm curious does that mean they're just not going to acknowledge the first film, or are they outright saying within the DCEU, Suicide Squad is no longer canon? I think... Is the continuity now completely broken? Yeah, are they doing X-Men? I don't think so, because it doesn't make any sense, because they... Margot Robbie is expected to be joining as Harley Quinn in this movie, and Voila Davis is going to be cast as Amanda Waller. That's already been like I confirmed, I believe, that she is she's in as Amanda Waller. And they were going to bring Will Smith back as Deadshot, but when Will Smith dropped out, they immediately started talking about Idris Elbra. So I think what's going to happen is that they are going to do a reboot in the in the in the way of make a completely different movie. Don't even reference the first, but these guys know each other and leave it at that. Like they've worked together before and leave it at that. And I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm really excited for Guardians of the Galaxy. You shut your mouth. You're excited for Suicide Squad. You're going to say something else, letting you. I lost it. Um, do you think they're going to make James Gunn rewrite his Guardians of the Galaxy script? No. Because it's supposed to kick off phase four of Marvel's rollout, but I mean, they were always going to delay. They were always going to use the script, though. That was never up for debate. They were always going to use the script. So even if that that was supposed to set up the next phase, then. Well, I wonder, though, if they might change some things now Mm -hmm. that the Fox acquisition has fully gone through. Because now they have access to. And we're discussing that too later tonight, uh, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, to To a lot more cosmic marvel characters that they previously did not yeah when are they when are they coming out with the eternals is that in phase four as well yes yep yeah 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 which apparently uh marvel's now said that they consider phases one through three to be the infinity the infinity saga yeah which is cool that's cool which is a long mm. saga it is 22 movies, man. That is insane. I don't think the next saga will be 22 films. I don't think they're going to spend 10 more years building up to one more thing, you know? They could. They're going to spend 20 years. Like, if I it think... was, like, Doom is the next big bad, or Galactus, maybe, yeah, I, I don't think they would take 22 films to I get think, there. I think no. I think they could very easily, though. Not with Galactus. No, I think they could make... With Doom, maybe. They could make someone... Doctor Doom, I should say. I think they could easily, though, make 22 films. Look at all those... I'm just saying they're going to make 22 more films, but it's not all going to be... 
yeah. with you know a big bad hanging in the shadow over the course of sure. twenty one of them for and, him to mm-hmm. show up and at let's, the very end. And yeah. let's let's get let's round back to that too because that's actually going to be our our big thing this uh, today. So we'll talk about that here. But um, yeah, uh, that's my thoughts on James Gunn's uh, Suicide Squad and Guardians. And I'm sure Guardians is going to be great, uh, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of Guardians of the Galaxy two. Uh, but as long as he gives his full love and dedication to Suicide Squad and we see that come through on the screen with Guardians, like Guardians did, then I couldn't be more excited for him to be uh, attached to both of these. Do you guys have any final thoughts on James Gunn? I think it's cool he's back. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he should not have made those tweets to begin with. Yeah. But I also think, given how long ago it was, since he didn't really commit a crime... It's completely fair to let him prove that, you know, he's grown since then and he's mm-hmm. a better person. Yeah. And he should be allowed yeah. to continue working. Which obviously he was going to because Warner Brothers picked him up immediately. But it's just it's silly for Disney to have had such an immediate reaction uh, right. to that, I think. You have to allow for redemption, because if you don't, then everything's lost. That's what I have to. That's what I yeah, say. That's very. That's fair. what I say Amen. about life. It's, Amen. It's funny. I believe in second chances. It's funny too, because like when Twitter makes play, when Twitter plays the game, which I wish you know companies would realize, just once you get off Twitter, who cares what people on Twitter say? Like, because no one really pays that much right. attention mm-hmm. to it. Like everyday people are not going to be like, oh yeah, I saw the outright jump. No, like you. Like by apologizing, apologizing about it and stuff like that, and acknowledging it is what gives that power. Just don't acknowledge it, and the like people on Twitter who like to hound people won't have any power. It's it's funny because that's like that that's what Twitter has caused themselves is like, oh wait, like obviously James Gunn is joking. He shouldn't be fired off Guardians of the Galaxy three, but he, but we we're he's gonna have to be held to the standard apparently of like every other person that we've held that didn't follow our beliefs, and we like trash them for something they said in the past but james gunn who's obviously on their side does something like that and now he has to get trashed for it and they're like oh but he it's okay what he said right that's where it's like you know just get off twitter because yeah it's okay what james gunn said and it's okay what a lot of people say in their former past tweets it's it's in the past it's something they grew on beyond just give it up let it go um that's why you know the more celebrities need to just peace out of there before it's too late they just need to get rid of twitter yeah i think i think that goes for everyone um okay well that's going to be the last of our in the news segment let's go ahead and just go straight on in to the main event So, um, big news happening. Actually, it's going to be happening officially in about one hour, two hours from now. Disney and Fox merger is going to be complete at 12.02 a.m. Eastern time tonight. Um, really, uh, good or bad, guys? Is this good? Or is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Um, what are we excited to see or not excited to see? And what do you think will come to fruition because of this? Tanner? So, this could easily turn into a very bad thing um the problem is is that it was just more or less an inevitable thing it was either disney acquires them or comcast acquires them comcast sucks so i'm glad they didn't get it 
Fox was going to sell no matter what. There was no getting around that unless people want to say the federal government was supposed to come in and be like, no, Fox, you have to continue to exist and lose money and just mm-hmm. fall apart as a company on your own, which that doesn't, I don't know. I'm not getting into an economics thing here, but it was going to happen. They were going to sell to someone. So Disney picking it up better than Comcast, but now Disney owns so much of yeah. the entertainment industry. They're they monopolizing. Can, yeah, they can they've got a lot of weight to throw around. Um this could be really bad for movie theaters mm-hmm. for chains if say Disney doesn't like I mean probably not AMC, but that's just the first one that comes to mind. Like AMC and Disney get beef. Disney can be like, well, you know what? You guys aren't getting any of our movies ever again. Yeah. Well, I remember. I think it was in the last Jedi. Less the last Jedi came out. Um, basically, they bullied the movie theaters to take less money in to show the film. And so there are some theaters that were, you know, trying to hold against it. And there's a a whole dilemma about, you know, if we don't accept Disney's demands, we're not going to be able to show this extremely popular movie so they're kind of you know sol at that point so they had to give in to the demands and you know acquiring fox just gives disney more uh tools to you know potentially destroy the movie theater industry but yeah um i'm more of a optimist than i am like a pessimist but i do understand that disney is starting to garner a lot of power here i mean uh, 21st century fox owns a lot of stuff not just uh not just sh- movies, but a lot of TV shows and whatnot. They don't, uh, for news, uh, 21st Century Fox and Fox News are totally separate. So that's kind of good because you don't want your news sources all being owned by some major company uh, that can kind of control whatever they want. Um, you know, uh, I I think it's a wait and see thing. I think it's a wait and see mm-hmm. thing. I definitely think there needs to be regulations in place. Yeah. Uh, sooner rather than later because we can't just have all these large companies be owned by one it just never it's not it's not going to end up good but at the same time there's so many huge companies that own so much already so it's like what's even the it's like what's even is it really that big of a deal at this point because they already own a ton um on the positive outlook of things i think it's nice that disney's gonna get the rights back to their most famous characters the x-men um, I'm excited to see movies by them for the X-Men uh, and see that's that's where I think Tanner they're going to get like those 22 films done easy because oh, the, right. be, I think there's going to mm-hmm. be if you ask me what they'll probably do is like they'll do like the solo spinoff movies of various different X-Men characters and then there's their big movie events are going to be like X-Men movies uh, where like instead of Avengers it's X-Men it's well we like can finally get Wolverine in the Avengers which yeah, is cool. yeah yeah and I'm yeah like people are thinking Avengers versus X-Men is gonna happen at some point see and... maybe I think they might be kind of repeating themselves with Civil War a bit yeah yeah um, I'm I'm curious how the X-Men are gonna come about in the MCU my theory that I just came up with today is that I think it's obvious at this point they're going back in time. They have to go back in time to save whoever. I think that's that's the obvious assumption. I'm thinking maybe like a soul stone or I don't know something gets crushed and destroyed and gets thrown into this like time warp or something and it sends something back in the past and affects all humans 
Uh, it affects a lot of humans, not everyone, but a lot of them. And when the Avengers get back to the future, the X-Men are there now type of thing. And, like, it's a world that has X-Men and mutants in it. Um, I think that's a potential way to do it. But mm-hmm. if you ask me, I think it's – I if there is let's there's no way that they aren't going to mention the X-Men in a post-credit scene. There's no way. If there's one thing the MCU has always done, it is always, always, always given the fans what they want. So what are they going to do for the biggest post-credit scene ever in the history of the MCU? Because it's the final movie in the current MCU and in the Infinity Saga. Post-credit scene is going to have something to do with the X-Men. Not going to see a character. You might just see an X logo like you did with Captain Marvel at the end of Avengers and Infinity War. But... You know they're gonna have to mention that. It's either gonna be Fantastic Four or X Men or something. Doctor Doom, Galactus. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna mention something that's gonna that's gonna like show, yeah, we got him, bitch. <laughs> that yeah. that's gonna get people super hyped. Cause like we just finished this great endgame movie we all know is gonna be good. And we end it with here's what's next, X Men. Tanner, what do you think? About what specifically? Damn it, Tanner, get off your phone. <laughs> no, I listened to everything you said. I... Do you think the X Men are going to get referenced in Avengers? Not in the movie, but in the post credit scene. That's going to be of the big, end game. The big post credit scene is going to be something to do with the uh, X Men. That would be very surprising. I don't think so. Do you think what my theory is? Because considering this, because obviously Disney doesn't own 21st Century yet. 21st century knowing Disney was going to purchase them, sold them the rights to that movies, the movies and characters undercover a long time ago, or sold them the rights to use X-Men, just the name X-Men a long time ago. And Disney bought the rights from it early, well, put it in okay. Endgame, and so, then they close. So the Russos, when they were writing Civil War, they had multiple versions of parts of that movie because they weren't sure if the Spider-Man deal with mm-hmm. Sony was going to work out. Yeah. Um, so they kind of planned for it too, but also had some contingencies. Maybe that's a thing with Endgame too. The Russos were like, well, this is probably going to happen. Maybe let's get something going. And yeah. I just think the big post, they can just whip something out. Yeah. Um, well, so as far as getting the, the mutants, into the MCU. It seemed like with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, mm-hmm. they were kind of dancing around that with the Inhumans. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, you know, if you, did you watch it? No, I just heard it was garbage. So, yeah. like, Coulson gets brought back. I'm um, spoilers for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., by the way. I don't care. Um, they bring <laughs> Coulson back to life with Kree blood. So, the Kree are the aliens in Captain Marvel, the blue skin mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. So, they... At some point, S.H.I.E.L.D. got a hold of a dead Kree, used his blood to bring Coulson back to life, and then um, eventually, there's a whole bunch of weird fuckery in it, but like the Kree blood can give people superpowers, and it somehow gets spread throughout the water supply, so all of a sudden, there's people getting superpowers uh, throughout the world via Kree blood, and they used the name Inhumans, which in the comics specifically referred to a group of mutants that lived on the moon. There was a briefly lived Inhumans TV show that sucked absolute ass. Mm-hmm. But so we, it kind of looked like the MCU was using that to get around not being able to say mutants. So to have mutants without being able to have mutants. 
but now that they can, so I don't know how they're going to do it. No. I guess. I don't know. That was long-winded and didn't go anywhere, but... I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, it's just interesting to theorize, because they, mm-hmm. they nope. could do something with the stones. I've heard some person, maybe this was you, Tim, suggest that, or like, the when, when the snapping yeah, is reversed. gets reversed, that a byproduct of the universe getting set right creates some weird genetic changes yeah. in some of these people that give them well, powers. We, know, we, or, know, we just know something's yeah. going to have to happen because we all know that the X-Men is next phase. They're not, what are, what are they going to build on the next phase? They're not going to go without, they're getting the rights to the X-Men and they have to be the, the figurehead of phase of the next gen generation of MCU. It'd mm-hmm. be cool if, um, do you know the Onslaught character? No. Mm-mm. So Onslaught is like this weird sort of fusion, Dragon Ball Z style fusion mm-hmm. between um, Magneto and Professor X. Hmm. And so he was just this giant super duper, you know, fuck off mutant. Mm-hmm. But other mutants couldn't weren't couldn't effectively fight him. So they had to get in like Spider-Man and the Avengers to deal with him. Mm. Uh, that'd be an interesting movie that is down interesting. the line. It would be. Huh. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah, that's it's gonna be interesting. I have no idea how they're gonna do it because we're gonna have to wait till April twenty fourth. I just think there's no way they don't they don't bring in the X Men or mention it just to get people hyped because that has to in be. Endgame in Endgame post credit scene last post credit scene maybe somehow it gets mentioned and people just go oh my so God, are so. they completely getting rid of the new mutants I guess. Kind of they teased at the end uh, of Logan. No, the new mutants gonna happen at some point. The movie's already made, so they'll they'll put it out there. Who knows if it's ever coming out though? I think they will. I think they're uh, gonna it's force. Probably gonna get like a Hulu release or something. Yeah, I think that's an option. I think Disney at this point is like, all right, what do we have unreleased? Let's go ahead and get this out of the way and go. I mean, yeah. Oh, you're talking about. Okay, the, so the new sequel mutants to Logan is not connected to Logan that way. No, the New Mutants is that horror movie one, right? You're thinking. Uh, of, I think he knows. I think he knew what he was thinking about. I think me and you may be confused. What he was yeah. talking about, isn't it called? Oh yeah, no, yeah. There's the, so there is this sort of weird horror type movie coming out called New Mutants, but those are not the characters from the end of Logan. Yeah, those are completely okay. Different. No, yeah. yeah, I was I was yeah. talking about something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. And that that one's not gonna happen. I think they cancel. They just cancel plans on that one. They cancel plans on a lot of things. Which I'm kind of bummed about because it seemed like an interesting idea. Yeah. At least it has um, Anya Taylor Joy in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like her. I do too. And Maisie Williams. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it just wasn't gonna work out in time for the Disney merger, and Disney's gonna have different ideas. So. Well, yeah. None of the Fox films are gonna be canon, which I'm okay with because that continuity is all kinds of screwed up it really is and that's what i'm hoping doesn't happen to my dear dear dc which it probably will because apparently ezra miller flashpoint paradox dude oh yeah and then it's all bananas apparently ezra miller is bright is actually hired as the script writer uh for the for the new flash movie because uh the directors and the new writers presented a script and ezra did not like it because he wanted a darker take on the material why would he have any say in it i don't know he wanted a darker take on well he's kind of wb's poster child right now i mean he is in fantastic beasts and he's in the flash so i mean he's he's kind of got a good relationship with wb but um apparently he's rewriting it with a 
very heralded comic book writer that I don't know his name off the top of my head. Um, and apparently if D, if WB doesn't approve his script, he's going to walk away from the character, which would make Batfleck, which would make Ezra Miller, and now potentially also Henry Cavill might not come back. So that makes three of the Justice League members be totally recast. So who knows? It's all kind of weird. And that's going to do it for our main event segment. And let's go ahead and move on to what did we watch this past week? Boom. Um, what did we watch this past week? Gosh. I didn't watch anything this past week. You didn't watch anything? I don't think I did. Ooh. I had a fun time watching movies. So, I watched two this weekend. I watched 310 to Yuma. Ooh. Uh, the newer one, not the older one. Sure. So, I've heard the older one's better. However, I really enjoyed 310 to Yuma. It's a very good story. Um, I mean, you got Russell Crowe and Christian Bale, two phenomenal actors. Um, only Tanner can do that. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? Uh, anyways, two phen- phenomenal actors. It's a very good story. Uh, so the premise behind it is um, Christian Bale is a farmer. He's, you know, in debt. Uh, so um, he's not able to grow crops. He's not getting water supplied to his farm. Um, essentially, the bank is trying to run him off his property. So um, he goes to town to try to tell them off, then ends up, you know, offer or volunteering for a job to earn $200, which is to deliver Russell Crowe to a train station, um, which is going to be departing at 310 to Yuma. Um, so that's a whole premise. Uh, so basically, it's about him trying to take him and deliver him. But it's, it's very interesting because you see Russell Crowe's perspective of being an outlaw uh, and then just kind of how both him and Christian Bale uh, change each other's attitudes uh, throughout the movie. So I would definitely recommend watching it. It's very good. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think I gave it an, I'd give it an eight and a half out of 10. The second movie I watched, which I have been wanting to watch forever and I just finally got to it, was, uh, and now I'm blanking. It's uh, No Country for Old Men. Oh, Tim, it's such a good movie. I loved that it's movie. It's one of my favorite movies It ever. is. It's a bizarre, dark, very intense movie. Uh, oh, man, Javier Bardem. He did a fantastic job. He won the Oscar for that role. Yes, he did. Um that did not realize Josh Brolin was in it. Mm-hmm. As but, is Tommy Lee Jones. And Tommy Lee Jones. He Tommy Lee Jones doesn't play a very very integral part in the movie. Spoiler. Sorry. Um, but no, I really liked it. I thought it was a very interesting take. Uh, Josh Brolin coming up with money um, and then basically just running from Javier Bardem the entire time while Javier is wrecking havoc and killing essentially anything that moves. So um, that was a very good movie. I... Wish I would have seen that a lot sooner than I did. Um, I mean, I would probably give that one a 9 out of 10. Uh, the acting is great. The story is very, very good. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies by the Coen brothers. But besides that, that's all I watched. Tanner, you watch anything new this week? Yeah, I finally got around to watching Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Wow, which actually Ooh, just turned 15 years old today, I think coincidentally um, happy birthday yeah it's a movie that i tried to watch almost like a 
decade ago now. I think I was still in high school the first when it was on Netflix back then too. Um, but I tried starting it at like midnight on like a summer night and the movie takes place in winter and just all the snow kind of bummed me out. So I was yeah. like, I, I can't watch this right now. <laughs> so I turned it off and just never got background. To what it. was it? Eternal Sunshine of the oh, Spotless it a, It's a really depressing movie, isn't it? It's yeah, it's emotionally heavy, but I don't think it's a bleak ending. I I think it ends on a hopeful note, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, it's a Charlie Kaufman screenplay, who also did Being John Malkovich adaptation, um, Anomalisa, the most mm-hmm. recent. It was like a weird puppet film. I don't know if you guys remember seeing trailers for that a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Synecdoche, New York, which had Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, it was real good. I liked it a lot. Good. You should watch it. Yeah. It might bum you out. It might make you feel. I think it's on Netflix. It is. It'll make you feel in love. It'll break I've been your wanting heart, to watch and then you'll it. feel in love again. Good. We'll have to check that so out. So who's in It's Jim Carrey and Jim Kate Carrey Winslet. Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. Okay. I also have Tom Wilkinson, who was uh, the mafia guy from batman begins oh yeah um it's also got guy. mark ruffalo it's got kirsten dunst it's got elijah wood oh that's oh. even better than the dune cast i'm gonna have to check that out it's pretty pretty good mm-hmm. well good stuff guys um yeah well i think that's gonna do it for today's podcast yeah 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 i think it's gonna do yeah. it I think we I think we dove into a lot of news today. I think we talked a lot about uh, some of that James Gunn news, about that Disney merger. We just covered everything. So that was excellent. As always, guys, you can follow us at CinemaxicPod at Instagram, at Cinemaxic on Twitter. You can email us at CinemaxicPod at gmail.com. Send your questions, comments, topics, solutions, whatever it may be. You could send it to those things. We'd love to hear from you. Um, what else? Yep. Yeah. Uh, be sure to check out that uh, we're going to be doing that director deep dive coming up next week, uh, actually two weeks from now, where we'll be d- diving into everything Christopher Nolan and breaking it all down, his entire filmography. Uh, it's going to be hopefully very informative and hopefully pique your interest to a lot of his films and go out to encourage you to go out and watch them. We're excited to go and uh, do that. That is for sure. If you guys missed it as well, a couple episodes ago, we did the 2019 first ever Cinemaxies, where we delivered our 2019 movie awards, and uh, we had a lot of fun with that. That's a really fun episode. I really suggest you go and listen to it because, man, we had fun making it, and I think there's a lot of great, funny content in there, so be sure to check that out. Um, and I think that's going to do it for today's podcast. People, be sure to like, subscribe, share this podcast with your friends, your coworkers, anyone who likes movies. We very, very, very much appreciate the support. As always, I have my friend Tim at TimTrist at Twitter and Instagram here. That's me. Tim, thanks again for coming on. De nada. Tanner at DangerRush at Twitter and at uh, Letterboxd. And TimTrist, by the way, is also at Letterboxd. Thanks again for coming on for another beautiful episode of Cinemaxic, episode 18. Of course. Glad I could make it. Absolutely. And as always, I'm your host, Max, at Max Fozzie. We're going to have a Force Vision for you next week. Uh, some sicknesses went around this week. 
by the way. So we're going to do that next week instead, and we're going to do another episode of Cinemaxic next week as well. We look forward to uh, getting into all that good stuff and uh, talking to you about that movie news and Star Wars news yet again. As always, thank you guys again so much for listening, and that will do it for today's episode. Bye. Bye. See ya.